Pillow, Mr. Cooley. Hello, man. You're in a, a new environment today. I am. I wonder if anyone would have noticed that if you'd have said something. You think so? Well, the people that only listen wouldn't have for sure. But <laughs> <laughs> the tick, the yeah. TikTokers might. Yeah, I like your I like your backdrop. We could be butt naked right now, honestly. No one would know. Well, we are. You can't see my waist down. Exactly. Every <laughs> Zoom call from 2020 on, no pants. Yeah. How you been, man? Feels like it's been a while, actually. Um. Yeah, it has. Probably just because we've both been busy. Um. Yeah. I've been good. Can't really good. complain. Um. Busy as a bee with work and and life and stuff, but nothing new there, I guess. So hanging in there. What about you? Um, just making the long trek out to Portland to, um, do a little bit of rehearsal stuff. So I don't know why we never put anything in between when we're in the Midwest and when we go out to the Northwest. Mm. Why? Like, why, why couldn't Nick and I have played a few shows from mm-hmm. here to there? We I don't know, we've man. Never, we've never done it. We've always just... <laughs> killed ourselves and drove 20 hours in like two days yeah yeah i don't know i don't know well but it's good a little snowy over here went to wyoming pretty gnarly yeah so yeah it's it was a it was 65 degrees in kansas city today mm. and it is supposed to snow all day tomorrow so oh. you know the tip the typical midwest weather conundrum where you know yeah. In that like February, January, February time frame, you get a really nice day. You just know it's because something worse is cooking right right around the corner. <laughs> yeah. Like yesterday was like 50 and then today, like I went to the gym this morning at like seven and usually it's like freaking cold. Um, and I got out of my car and I was like, felt like spring. And then I looked at yeah. the weather and it was like severe winter uh, weather <laughs> warning for tonight. Like <laughs> supposed to get like six inches of snow. Crazy. Uh. So. It's never fun in the city, the snow. It's it's cool, like, before it gets all gross. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when it's mm-hmm. that, like, there's this very sort of nostalgic thing about the morning after a snow where it's, like, super quiet outside. You know, there's, you can't yeah. hear any traffic. No one is out and about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's always kind of cool. But other than that, yeah, it gets really gross really fast. Yeah. And it just ruins everything. So, yeah, not yeah. a fan. I know. I don't feel like uh, talking about the weather. Kind of like two no. guys that haven't seen each other in a while. <laughs> I know. Yeah, <laughs> we have a fun. We have a fun topic planned for this week. Um, it's a, a it's a thing that we often talk about to each other, and we figured that we would um, just bring it to the podcast. But before we get into that, man, you know what we're doing from now on. What are you sipping oh, on tonight? Yeah. I am having some delicious, uh, damn it, I forgot the name. <laughs> High West. <laughs> High West. Yeah, All it's right. really good. It's like, it's a little bit sweet. I don't know. I'm also mm-hmm. drinking a Coke, so that could be why. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing, residual. The, I'm doing the tequila Residuals. and lime here. Gotcha. Um, gotcha. But this is very good. Very good whiskey. Good. What about you? Um, Man, I am not drinking alcohol tonight. I am just mm. going Canada dry, doing some ginger ale. I've got oh, like yeah. a, I've got a kind of a, a sour stomach right now. So mm. um, I was ho- hoping that would help me out a little bit. But also I kind of went through a uh, a week last week of just drinking every night, you know, yeah, to varying capacities, you know, yeah. one drink versus a, f- a few drinks d- depending on the night. But I just kind of felt like I needed to dry out this week, yeah. you know, so yeah. kind of doing that. The Super Bowl... <sighs> Yeah, oh. I just ate ate like a madman and and used it as an excuse to drink on a school night. And <laughs> <laughs> had quite a few drinks and My stuff body uh, Saturday Saturday before, so yeah, I'm I'm yeah. just feeling sluggish. So anyway, not it's right. not all about alcohol here. We do we do have non-alcoholic beverages every now and again. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah. <exactly. laughs> all right. Uh, so this week uh, we're going to talk about the premise of. I don't even remember how we came up with this, what we were doing, um, but if you stumbled across a briefcase full of cash, say like a million dollars cash, what would you do with it? Mm-hmm. Um, this is kind of that 
classic scenario that all guys I feel like talk about in their friend groups from from time to time, and we figured we would take our take our spin on it uh, on the yep. podcast. Yep. So um, I'll let you go first. Just opening thoughts. What do you think? Yeah, um, I knew we were kind of kind of talk about this, but I tried my hardest not to think about it because I wanted to give you just my off the cuff. Um, sure. I think I think my first reaction would be to look around. So yeah. I, I, you know, just in this scenario, say I found it right where I am right now. Say I saw a black duffel bag over by this building, and went over there, opened it up, saw the cash. I would be like, I I don't think I would be looking like, would anyone notice if I took this? I think it yeah. would be like, someone must have left this here, right? Right. I mean, obviously right. they did. Someone's looking for this. Mm-hmm. So, oh, Carter's pull up, probably them. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, but I don't know. That would, be, that would be my first reaction to kind of check it out. Do you want to go kind of like, step by step here or do you want me to just give you my next two hours yeah just just give me give me what you would do with the with, okay. with the briefcase yeah okay so i would t- oh it's a briefcase I, or you know whatever the vessel is. <laughs> just kidding <laughs> your plans would change if it was a case versus a duffel bag oh if it's a briefcase i'm, I'm not touching it <laughs> oh okay well, we can we can do spinoff scenarios too, but <laughs> okay. So I've got the case of cash, and I would definitely um, call you, mm-hmm. and uh, I would probably um, call Nick, and I would probably call my mom. Mm. And I feel like she she would she would definitely give me the. You need to just leave it because you're gonna get yeah. taken out by someone. Yeah. <laughs> right. But um, you go. I want you to. I want you to come on a little bit, and then okay. I'll go, and it'll be more fun. Yeah, this way. I'll catch up with you here. <clears throat> okay. Um. Yeah, I would definitely do my best to look around and make sure I wasn't on camera or something. I feel like I can't trust anything that happens out in the wild these days because. I feel like everything is just a sit up, a setup for a TikTok or a, a YouTube prank video or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but after that initial like kind of surveying the surrounding whatever uh, was over, ah, man, my gut reaction would be to call like to just report it and not have to deal with the moral conundrum of yes taking the money you know like people will always say well if you if you like turn it over to the police they're just gonna like sit on it you know or they're gonna take it or whatever which is right that's on them you know that's not on me but that's not a fun story so i'm just gonna assume that i took it (laughs) we'll just you know for the sake of for the sake of making it fun we'll just assume that we both decided to take the money yeah uh i don't think i would tell anyone to be honest um I, I am of the mindset that as soon as you tell people that you've come into a large sum of money, um, you suddenly become everybody's best friend for the wrong reasons. You know what I mean? Yes. So I feel like I would take, I would take a few days probably at least just sort of try to formulate a plan of what to do with the money that wouldn't be just like having a bag of cash on me. Right. Um, and I would do that as quietly and discreetly as I could probably. Yes. Yeah, I think that's probably a safe move. I Though if I called you, your first reaction would not be uh yo, so you want to split it? <laughs> right. No. <laughs> no, it wouldn't some be. People, You're right. Some people would be, but I think well, this is interesting too because what kind of what kind of advice would you give me like you get that phone call from me mm-hmm. what what would you be saying to me man i don't know i would honestly i would probably be telling you not to spend it for a long right. time because when i feel like depending on if it was in a see this is where the the vessel comes into play if it was in a briefcase yes. and it's all bundled up and like nicely organized yes. i feel like there's a good chance that 
the the serial numbers of those bills are all accounted for somewhere. Right. And so I would imagine you'd want to be very careful about spending large chunks of money like that um, because it, money is pretty traceable. A lot of people don't mm-hmm. understand this, but like if you went and robbed a bank, um, they would they would be able to figure out which bills you stole um, right. at, at, after a certain period of time. And when those end up What's back in circulation, uh, well, they just have Mark, all, marked bills. Yeah, all all bills have serial numbers on them, right? So, like in the movies, when they say like I want these bills in non sequential bills or whatever, right. um, pretty sure that's referring to the serial numbers. Like they want them to be mixed up serial numbers, so they're the bank can't just be like, oh, we're missing this chunk from like this range to this range or whatever. Right. I don't, I've never robbed a bank, so I don't really know how banks organize their money, but I would yeah. be, I would be like, I would be telling you not to go like spend it in large sums probably like right. um, a few, like a, you know, use it a little bit here, a little bit there or whatever. But the other thing is I don't think you'd be able to just roll up into your bank and be like, here, I want to deposit <laughs> this money. <laughs> Yeah, that's you know, that's the they're, next. They're going to start asking questions. That's the next thing I wanted to talk about because I, I guess the next play would be, what do I do with the cash if I'm going to keep it? Right. So yeah. that. Mm. Do you put it away? Save it for a rainy day. <sighs> Probably, yeah. Put it in the walls somewhere. Use it as a. A, a get out of the country if I need to fund. I don't know. I feel like I feel like this scenario becomes a lot less fun when it's predicated on it being like found or stolen money. You know, yeah. um, I'd be a lot more a lot more afraid to use it on anything than if it was, yeah. um, you know, was the opposite of ill gotten. If it uh, wasn't yeah. ill gotten, <laughs> well gotten or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I come from such a, you know, even with like gambling and stuff like that, I have this weird relationship with that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just always been growing up in the Midwest. I've always just felt like it's, it's heavily instilled that all the money you make, you're going to die for, you know, yeah. to get. Mm-hmm. And, right. uh, well, I guess you might die if you take this cash, but. I just right. mean, you know what I mean. So mm-hmm. that would be the biggest struggle for me. I don't I don't actually think I would really be that concerned about who lost it. Right. And trying to get it back to them. It might be this guy on this motorcycle. <laughs> Maybe it's his cash. <laughs> People on motorcycles tend to carry briefcases of cash with them. You're right. Yeah, or at least I think they're always doing something uh, they shouldn't be. Just kidding. Motorcycle riding is cool. We both have owned one in our lives. That's true. Yeah. We have both owned motorcycles. I wrecked one of my friends. So that was, (laughs) that's a story for another time. But okay. Apart from motorcycles, um, I would not be that worried about this person. So I think that's always the, the, you find a wallet, right? And Mm -hmm. you're like, okay, this is someone's. Yeah. This goes back to someone. But for me, the, the duffel. That doesn't belong to anyone in your mind? No, no. See, the thing with a wallet... They're not going to get it. (laughs) Yeah. The thing with a wallet is it's so much more inconvenient to lose a wallet than it is to lose cash. Like losing cash... Okay, losing a million dollars cash would be a a huge bummer. But um, just the comparison of like if, if, you know, $40 falls out of my my pocket and I lose it, I'm like moderately bummed. But if I lose my wallet with my cards and all that dude it is such a pain to get credit cards replaced to get your id replaced and all that kind of stuff so that's really what keeps me returning people's wallets is just like saving them that hassle of having to go to the dmv and get another driver's license but have you um, ever had your like wallet returned to you like have you lost it like that uh -uh, no 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 i've only ever lost it in my my own house so yeah that's good yeah. Well, the AirTag thing changes things, and I yeah. would and I would have to think in the day and age where we can have uh, tracking on just all of our devices that this thing mm-hmm. would have some sort of. Yeah, I think if I were 
for whatever reason, carrying a briefcase of cash, I would definitely have some sort of, at the very least, I would have an air tag somewhere in it. You know, yeah. just on the off chance that someone tries to nab it from me or something, um, I would want to get that thing back. But how many how many movies are this? You know, like the briefcase that I don't know. Are there any? I'm trying to think. Um, there's one. Well, remember that movie Blank Check from Disney Channel? No. Okay. <laughs> this might be like a few years difference here. This doesn't happen very often, but sometimes. <laughs> Sometimes I don't think it exists. Anyways, this kid like makes this this blank check. He has this blank check from this company mm-hmm. and he basically uses it to just buy this mansion with the water slide and stuff. Uh, Is that yeah. ringing a bell? It's kind of um, weird. Cause the... Looks like it came out February 11th, uh, 1994. So before I was born. Yeah, well, that was only two years after I was born, but apparently it made its rounds on the <laughs> Disney <laughs> Channel for a few years. Yeah, um, that doesn't. This doesn't ring a bell to me. Anytime I think of that, I always think like, okay, if you got the cash and you were able to spend it, so like a little yep. bit here and there would be mm-hmm. the way to do it. Can we go this route now? Like, if we, if if I kept, yeah, going? I think I think we need to we need to assume that we're able to spend it. So okay. maybe we just ditch ditch the briefcase premise and just like we've been. <laughs> We've been given a million dollars or something. No strings attached, a million dollars. Let's look at it that way. Oh, I always want to say that I would, you know, I've, re- I've heard that if you win the lottery or something that you're supposed to just do the impulse buy right off the bat. And I mm-hmm. know, I know you will probably have another take on that, but mm-hmm. the idea is that you do that and then you kind of get that out of your system. Right. And then you kind of go back to, okay, yeah. what do I? Man, I feel like that would be, that would be such a slippery slope. Yeah. I feel a like. A little bit here. Yeah. I feel like the only at times I've ever bought lottery tickets, I have done the thing where before I even look at the numbers, I have the, my entire lottery winning life planned out, you know, like what am I going to do when I win and all this and. I feel like really that's what you would need to do to keep yourself from just spending through it all super quickly because yeah, I don't know what the statistic is, but I feel like a lot of people that win the lottery are just as broke, if not more broke than they were before, you know, after a few years or whatever. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I do think that in this scenario where you get some large sum of money, I do think it's important to do something fun with it, at least like, like treat yourself a little bit, you know, Mm -hmm. but I think what a lot of people will, I don't know the right way to say this, a million dollars is not that much money, which sounds ridiculous from someone who, you know, I think the median wage in the United States is like $45,000 or something a year. Sure. So from that perspective, a million dollars is a ton. But when you really think of, you know, you go buy a house, that's, you know, average house price, probably like $250,000, $300,000 or something. That's already a quarter of that money, you know? So like, right. I just feel like a million dollars goes goes away really quickly. So you would want to be really smart in uh, what you do with it. And I know this right. is boring. Like I'm turning this into such a boring conversation, no. but... Like I'm honestly saying like, this is what I would do. If someone, if someone just handed me, here's a million dollars, no strings attached, like after tax or whatever. So say they give Mm -hmm. you 1.5 million so that you get to to keep a million dollars or whatever. Yeah. That's the, that's the approach that I would take is like, okay, what, what's the, what can I do with this money to make sure that it's like bringing me money and then spend that money. So you always kind of have that nest egg that's growing and you're skimming off the top of that, but yeah, that, yeah. that is how it should go. Yeah. Right. I, I, I think I remember reading that thing about a guy, um, who was working for like a, a garbage disposal company and he won the lottery and he went out and spent all of the money and everything mm-hmm. and ended up, you know, not having any to live on and had right. to go back to, you know, right. his old job. And it's like, that's kind of the, that is how I think the majority of people would handle it. Right. 
and yeah. and uh, there are some things I would just get like right, right. off the bat. But like what you know? Well, um, I would get a new truck for sure, a vehicle. Yeah, because mine mine is pushing its lifespan. Yeah, um, and with all the traveling, do I mean? There's a lot of ways I could justify each of these. So right, um, right, that's fine. I would get. I'd probably get. I love I love this Airstream, but if we still wanted to do the Airstream thing and we got that money, I would buy a brand new one with, with nothing yeah. wrong with it. Turn right. key. Uh, would you still buy a pull behind or would you buy a motorhome? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a good... That's a, if I could have a separate vehicle and a motorhome, I think that'd be pretty sweet. You know the people that mm-hmm. like pull... I've sent you videos before of... Yeah, like I'll pull into an RV park with my little truck and this camper, and then a guy will pull with like a huge bus, pulling yeah. like a Jeep, a brand right. new Jeep, and I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like out back, like beating my water heater. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know, and 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 they're always like my age too. I'm like, what are you guys mm. doing? That's man, I wish. Yeah, maybe they found a bag of cash. Maybe they did. Yeah, you'll have to ask them next time. Where did you find yeah. your duffel bag? Did you get a duffel bag of, of cash? How did you do all this? And they're like, what? Like, nothing Which, speaking of being from the Midwest, I feel like we have been so conditioned to never ask anyone about money. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if other country or other areas of the country are like this, but right. like I was just raised to like never inquire about what other people make that it's like a rude question or whatever. And totally. I don't know. I think it can be rude, but I don't know how productive that is as a rule <clears throat> because yeah. I think, I think it can be important to know, like at least amongst your peers, if you're being shafted or not, or like if, if you're right. at least in the, in the right ballpark of things, but yeah. Um, anyway, I, well, I'm like, I, I've, I've kind of gone down the rabbit hole of like, pay transparency um recently mm. at least like within mm. a company i'm not going to say like on the podcast you know yeah, i'm not yeah. going <laughs> to disclose that to people i don't know but i feel like amongst yeah. amongst close friends and stuff like that i think it can be a, a productive conversation but anyway yeah well i mean okay so i know there's those like montage videos of those guys going out to a busy area in a city um and interviewing people asking them questions you know and yeah. they usually, they probably compile the questions with the answers they want to kind of put right. the point across. Yeah. But I just saw one the other day where a guy was asking a bunch of people, probably younger than you and I, but like how much money was in their bank account. Yeah. And he's like, yep. it's just like for questions. And the the highest of like, I don't know how many people were on there, maybe 10, it was like 3,000 bucks. Yeah. And And to me, I mean, I thought... I don't, I know I don't have a lot of money. I just think, what are you doing out here? Yeah. <laughs> like on the town tonight, you know, like uh-huh. I, 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 people, this is a thing too, man. Like people view quality of life differently. And some mm-hmm. people are okay with spreading that butter super thin yeah, and just always having butter uh-huh. on the toast, uh-huh. you know? Uh-huh. Where, you know, they're not always like us where it's like, okay, maybe I won't put butter on the toast today. I'll save right. it. You know, right. and. Um, Use a lot of butter on one time instead of a little bit of butter. Yeah, but that's okay to talk times. about, right? I mean, that's an important thing. Like the way the economy is going, we're not going to talk about the economy, economy, but you know. Right. The way, the yeah. way the inflation's happening and. Well, yeah, it's one of those weird topics that people tend to not want to talk about. And I think one of the reasons is because people are so financially illiterate that they, they don't want to show their cards of being an idiot basically, you know? And I, I mean, that's my whole life is just trying to not, you don't want to sound dumb with your money. (laughs) Yeah. But that's where I think the problem is because, you know, there are like systemic things going on that, that people should be aware of. Like people need to understand what inflation is and the amount of people that I talk to that don't is concerning to me like yeah i was talking to someone the other day and i i made a joke because at my job i got a a raise this year but it was lower than the rate of inflation so i said i technically got a pay cut because you know i didn't outpace inflation and they were like they told me that no i don't think that's how that works and i was like no that's that yeah the the value of the dollar became less valuable and my raise was 
less than the the value of the dollar, you know. Anyway, stuff like that. Like that those are the important conversations, I think. You know, like people yeah. need to understand where they're at in this world. Um in my opinion. Mm. Anyway. You don't you don't seem like the kind of guy that has some things on your mind that you like just want. You and I have talked about before, like, oh, that car. You you've sent me dream car or dream house. Yeah. Yeah. But you don't have like a long list of stuff. Material things. Uh-huh. <clears throat> not not particularly, um, which is weird because I love things. Right. You know, I love buying things. But yeah, yeah I was I was trying to think of like in this in this situation that we keep bringing up, um, what things I would go for right away. And I think I would try to buy a house probably with a million dollars. I would buy like a, I don't know, like a $400,000 house or something. I wouldn't plan on like trying to retire from my job with an influx of just a million dollars, you know, but I would use it to like kind of get to the next tier of life Mm -hmm. while still being at the job that I'm at because as much as I see the benefits of apartment living, it's kind of starting to wear me out just knowing yeah. that like my rent's going to get hiked up this year and you know, all this stuff. But my problem is going back to like the spreading the butter analogy, you know, some people are totally cool with selling all their stuff and living in a van and um, you know, living at the beaches and stuff. I have thought about that so often because I do think it would be nice to not have a bunch of things and not be tied down and all that. But my problem is I just really like nice things, you know? So like I, I've been looking at houses to buy and stuff and anything that I can comfortably afford right now is just a ton of work to get to where I would want like my house to be. Right. (sighs) Maybe that makes me selfish or vain or whatever that I like will close out of a Zillow listing if it doesn't have marble countertops on it. But, you know, I just, I like the place that I'm going to spend the majority of my time, especially now that I'm working from home and like I spend so much time here. I want it to be somewhere that I'm happy with and doesn't like drain energy from me and drain money from me constantly by doing projects and and stuff. So if I had a million dollars just given to me, I would buy a nice house that is still reasonable and then I'd probably just ride from there, um, you know, pay off my debts and stuff because I would free up a lot of other money for me to use on things. But other than that, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know that I would go like buy a brand new car because I have a pretty good mm-hmm. car already and stuff like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm starting so to realize how boring had... I am. No, <laughs> hey, can't all be as fun as me. Come on, this, That's true. this relationship That's true. wouldn't even be interesting if we were. So you're right. You're I. Right. I'm thinking about how much a million dollars, how far could you spread that if you were a person that decided that you were going to retire with that? How much mm. is that a year for how many years? Yeah, I'm not good with zero, so you better do it. <laughs> well, it'd be $100,000 a year for 10 that. years, right? Great. Well, I only plan on living for another 10, so... Well, there um, you go. I yeah, I mean... some. That all that all depends on the the type of life you want to have, you know. So mm-hmm. there is this whole the whole like financially free retire early movement. They call it the the fire thing. I don't know. It's the acronym is fire. Financially independent retire early. These are this is what all those stupid pyramid scheme people are all trying to like market to you. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. The whole thing is they they pretty much try to tell you that you can retire off of a million dollars, but that means that you relegate yourself to living off of like $20,000 a year for, yeah. you know, however many years makes a That's million like after that, 50 years or something. Line, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. So <sighs> figuring out when you can retire is all, it's a lot of, a lot more math than people like to think, you know? Um if you gave any uh, any random person a million dollars right now, I guarantee you they would quit their job and then they would be yeah. hosed because that yeah. money's going to dry up really quickly, you know. Yeah. Um so you you would have to you'd have to figure out how much money you're going to spend every year. Like you would need to be you'd need to be a lot more strict with your budget 
using up a nest egg like that on retirement than you would need to be if you had just like a consistent paycheck, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, you know, I wonder when you, so when you retire, I guess maybe you know the answer to this. Does it, how does that number vary? Um, basically if it's just, man, we really went here, didn't we? We went <laughs> yeah, we right did. here. <laughs> we, we, it was like, <laughs> Can you tell we're both we both have we both have a part or a retirement on our brains? This is just all we want to talk about right now. Exactly, we're entering the age of um, yeah, we're there. It should be happening. Yeah, Um, but no, um, the part two will be like if you had a million dollars to blow, you couldn't (laughs) put it towards anything important. But this I feel let's let's have this retirement conversation and let's finish with that because I feel like we owe we owe people the fun part of this conversation. Yeah, we do. Uh, skip ahead, <laughs> like ten minutes here. Yeah. No, um, how does that vary based on? Because full disclosure, I don't have a a four hundred one k. I have yeah, a different. Fine. Most people. I have don't. a different retirement plan set up. Um, mm-hmm. But I'm I'm wondering as far as that four hundred one k goes, how does that vary for people, job to job and income to income? Yeah, well, I mean, the details of a 401k depend on your your employer generally. Um, mm-hmm. I kind of have this perspective on 401ks that I, I don't think they're as great as everyone cracks them out to be. Um, I tend to subscribe to the mindset that if you can do something with the money to make money now, it would be better than sticking in a, in a retirement account that you can't access until you're 65 because... Mm. You, you might not even live that long. Right. You know, that's that's the morbid reality of life is like you could get hit by a bus tomorrow and then that money just goes to whoever you have set as the beneficiary on the account. And if you don't have a beneficiary set, it just goes back to Uncle Sam, pretty sure. Like I don't I don't know what happens to it. Um so I I have my 401k because my my employer has a really good match. So if I didn't contribute to it, I would just be leaving I would be leaving more money on the table by not contributing to it than I would be able to if I just took that money and tried to do something else with it, you know? Mm -hmm. So in that instance, it makes a lot more sense to use it. But if you have a crappy match or you're, you don't get any sort of match from your employer. And if anyone doesn't know, like what I mean by match is for every dollar that you put in, your employer will put in some percentage of that up, up to some maximum. So like say your employer does a 50% match, um, and you put in $100 per paycheck, they will also contribute $50, right? right. So <clears throat> if you don't have a good match from your employer, I would say it's almost not worth even using. Um, it's like it's marginally better than just taking that money and putting it into um, the stock market. You know, That's effectively what it right. is anyway. But then the, if you put it in the, the market, incentive, you can sell it. What's the incentive for the company to... Uh, to is it you? you're the incentive like that's something you'd want that would attract you to the job yeah there's that and i'm sure i'm sure there's something on the back end where they can write off money that they put toward that you know i don't they're i don't think they're just like giving that money away in cash i i I don't know exactly how all the back end stuff works but yeah like a a good 401k is definitely a recruiting tool that's for sure it worked on me so (laughs) yeah well it's good yeah my dad always used to make this joke when we first started especially people would ask how we were doing with the music thing mm-hmm. you know my favorite question and yeah. uh my <laughs> dad music. would always say yeah <laughs> my dad was always like no 401k but they're doing okay that's what he would always say every wow <laughs> i was like dad come on back me up no he yeah he was you know i mean we had conversation with him where he was like you guys need to set this up because there's mm-hmm. really no you are the corporation as right. silly as that sounds so it's true um it's true we've been well yeah i mean i, I do think i do think this is an important conversation for people our age to have because a lot of people think mm-hmm. that you know they don't have to worry about retirement until they're like five years out from retirement it's like well if you've right. waited that long you don't have the retirement set up so like whether whether it's through a 401k or money in your mattress or whatever, like you should have some plan of, of putting money aside for when you're going to retire. Um, yeah. Unless you just want to work until you die, which is not me. Yeah. 
Have you ever have you ever um, heard about a Roth IRA at all? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm, I'm, I don't have one. That's I sh- what I oh. technically should, but I don't. Yeah, but you've got other forms of. I just think, yeah, th- that's that's what it's about, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I think there's there's a mindset of I want to uh, work myself so hard that I don't enjoy life, so that I can enjoy life when I retire. Right. But there's also a mindset of I want to be able to retire. I, I, that's the thing. We grew up. Our parents rode this really great wave in the economy where they were able to basically have the things they needed, um, the house and, and the vehicle. Yeah. Everything kind of came all at the right time. Yeah. And so we grew up expecting this. You know, when when I was re- when I was really young, especially, it was not comfortable for my parents. I mean, we were uh-huh. like, you know, eating right. eat, eating a lot of TV dinner stuff, like right, but. As we, um, you know, like, did you ever have the dried beef and gravy over toast? That was just like, what do they no. call it? Shit on a shingle, I think. <laughs> okay. Well, this was, <laughs> this was, the, that's what my dad called it. But it, <laughs> but it was like the uh, quintessential, like, we got nothing else. We got bread yeah. and meat and gravy. And uh, yeah. so, so we did that for, you know, that kind of lifestyle. But then as my parents grew in their financial security, which is such a boring two words to put together, but yeah, for sure. When they did, we kind of grew to, to benefit from that. And Uh so, you know, like we didn't have the nicest things growing up, even, even after I graduated uh, high school and stuff, but, but it wasn't like we never, I was, I felt very fortunate because I knew that we weren't like, scrape in the bottom of the barrel and it was like right right if, if nick and i wanted to go out to a restaurant once a week we could do it and um so i grew to want that comfortability as mm-hmm. soon as i went out on my own and right. you know i did the roommate thing and i worked the odd jobs and stuff as i was trying to to build this job but um as i when I was kind of launched out and my, my parents did a really good thing for us. They said, if you guys are going to do this music thing, you know, it's not like we're going to help you pay for college. Like we were like, yeah, this is going to be like, you, you're doing this on your own. And it's yeah. not like they didn't help us sometimes. Like, uh, I'm gonna make our first trailer they got for us. And like, you know, it's just, I have this expectation that is so much higher at my age than my dad had at mm. my age mm-hmm. for a quality of life. Mm-hmm. But my dad is like, when I'm 65, that's, that's where I'm going. I'm grinding. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get there and then I'll go, you know, yeah, do whatever I want. And, right. I'm, and I'm like, well, I, I want to do some of that now. Right. You know, I'm. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Where are you at with that? Well, my whole thing with like, I have friends that are really, really interested in optimizing their life on a spreadsheet, you know, mm-hmm. um, meaning they're, they're full steam on this like financial independence, retire early thing. So much so though, that they are not enjoying the time of their life where they would be most inclined to enjoy things, you know, like you like your twenties, thirties, like these younger years of your life this is the time when you like you have time you have the energy to like go on trips go do things you know if you don't have kids you know you're not tied down and like not to say that having kids is tying you down but you know the the dynamic of your life changes when you are accountable and responsible for another human being right so yes um if you spend like these sort of like i hate i hate to use the word like prime years because it, it sets kind of an unfair expectation uh on, on those years of your life but if you set this like uh very specific part of your, your life on under such a restriction that you can't enjoy anything then when you get to the point where you are able to retire or whatever be finally financially independent 
I feel like you're not going to be able to enjoy it to the degree that maybe you thought you were because you don't have the time, you don't have the freedom, the flexibility or whatever. Yeah. Um, and, you know, maybe you've conditioned yourself to not feel like you need to spend all your money on things or like go on these trips or whatever. And, and there's some of that too, but I don't know. I have a hard time with this idea of just like looking forward to retirement to the point where you spend your entire life just like passing everything by saving every every nickel and dime because of for the sake of retirement and then you get to retirement and you're old and your body hurts and you don't want to go do anything and then you have all this retirement money yeah. just to exist until you're a hundred you know and then die yeah. it's it's like it's this yeah. kind of bleak idea to me and i, I i'm not yeah. saying it's not important but i'm saying like this idea of retirement i don't think should be the most important thing that people our age are thinking about i think you should like yeah set your plan, automate it, do whatever. But I don't think it should be your number one priority. I really, I really think yeah. like we should enjoy our lives. But to your point, it is so much different for us than it was for our parents um, for, you know, a lot of obvious reasons. But when you look at just like the, what it costs to exist now versus then, um, even adjusted for inflation, it's so much different. Like to go to college now, I think over the last 50 years or something, um, the average income has gone up like $10,000 or something, but the cost of college has gone up hundreds of thousands of dollars. Right. So like, there's just this huge gap between what people are making now versus what things cost now compared to when our parents were our age. Like back in the day, our, our folks could buy a house for $100,000 and it was like a dope house or something, you know, or like $250,000 was like a really, really dope house back in the day, especially in the Midwest. Right. Now, like when I'm looking in Kansas City, $250,000 is usually like what people refer to as a starter home or like a fixer upper or mm -hmm. something, you know, something that you would yeah. buy and hope to flip for the house that you actually want or yeah. something, you know, <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. I was listening to this comedian earlier today and he was like, he was talking to the crowd and he was like, there's a couple older people out here right now. I can see you. I hate you because mm -hmm. your house is worth $2 million. They say, Oh, my house is now worth $2 million. And I bought it back in 1985 with 11 raspberries. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then and then he said uh and then people my age are like i got five roommates we're all yeah. getting evicted we all pay eleven thousand dollars a month right. one of us is a dog he's on right. the lease he can't get out of it <laughs> you know and it was like you know but yeah. i'm you know i'm not saying and i know you're not either i mean I, our parents did not have it easy like i right. remember no. my mom telling a story of when they they froze credit cards because uh -huh. they were like, we just got to get out of debt. And like, we can't touch them. She literally put them in a bowl of water and put them in the freezer. Uh -huh. And like, they had, they had hard times. Yeah, and, for sure. And everyone does, right? Every new mm -hmm. generation has this kind of like lifting off period. Right. But ours is just so weird and like all over, you know? Yeah. The problem that I have is that generation tends to look at our generation and be like, well, why are you still renting? Like, why don't you right. just go buy a house? And it's like, okay, right. bro, <laughs> because yeah. I, I have a $400 a month student loan payment, you know, and yes. I'm paying so much in rent that I can't save up for a down payment on a house. Any house right. that's worth buying is out of my, you know, it's, it's this whole thing. And then they say, well, no one forced you to go into student debt. Okay, yeah. well, I was raised to believe that I had to go to college to, to be successful, you know, and like this whole thing. So yeah. that's that's my problem with it is like I I know that things were tough back in the day for reasons mm -hmm. that we don't have to deal with now. But mm -hmm. it's frustrating to me when like the, the math of it is overlooked because that's the simplest yeah. part to me, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and we are not by by any means over we are fully aware you and i that we have had an opportunity in this country and because of what our parents did and stuff and even yeah. our decisions yeah that we have what we need you know like mm -hmm. there's a lot of people that don't don't mm -hmm. have what they need and and it's not always a decision it's 
sometimes circumstance and mm-hmm. and an upbringing can really affect the way you you value money and you know you might rush out to get an Xbox when you don't have enough money for rent right, you know right. and that that can really set you back <sighs> yeah. that mindset yeah i think that i mean that that's the probably one of the biggest problems of our that our country faces is just like the insane disparity or the, the insane gap of starting points in life you know like we got we got a pretty good seed you know in in, yep. the, in terms of like game development you know you get a, a starting seed <laughs> yep, of, of exactly. how your how your game starts out our game started in a pretty good spot relative to a lot yep. of people and that reality is is really hard for me to stomach a lot of days like mm-hmm. like just understanding it it makes me feel bad um when i am sort of in this like woe is me mentality when stuff is hard in my life but um mm-hmm. it's it, it just it pisses me off that some people don't even get to don't even get to worry about the things that i worry about you know yeah as bizarre as that sounds like no uh it's just it's just it's it's bananas to me and i don't know what to do about it so you've heard that thing is like financial lane or whatever Mm -hmm. and like learn learning to stay in that lane and and not you know it's okay to want more it's always okay Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but to look at that person next to you and and not understand their situation, learn from that. I'm not trying to give financial advice. I'm saying... <laughs> no, no, we, learn. we probably should have started with that. We're not giving anyone Just any financial advice. That That's what we're here to do. I feel like if we ever talk about, like, we know what we're talking about, we don't. We're no. we're learning. If we learn something, we're going to talk about it. But mm-hmm. but we also have, like, a ton of questions. And this yeah. this is something, like like you said, this is our kind of our age frame where we're going here like the 25 mm-hmm. on is like okay i'm kind of getting out of the going downtown every night thing yeah I'm ready to, right you know i like having drinks with my friends in a quiet place uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. i still like loud places too but you Sometimes, know yeah. th- th- that's because we care about it ourselves is why we're talking about right. this i didn't want anyone to feel like we were like no Get financial security now. No, Subscribe I don't think. I think. <laughs> I think everyone knows that we're not giving financial. But I just know. you know, for legal, for the legal disclaimer, we're not. Con- we're not giving financial. <laughs> we can be taken out of context. <laughs> oh, we'll I'm deal with kidding. if if we're at the point where we're being taken out of context, then we're pretty successful anyway. We've made so. it. We yeah. made it. Yeah. Normal people don't get taken out of context like that. <laughs> yeah, only famous people get taken. <laughs> like Jesus. <laughs> right. All right. So we've got a, f- a few minutes here left. Um, let's mm-hmm. let's treat the people to the fun part of this conversation that we were trying to have. Yes. Someone mm-hmm. gives you a million dollars. You have to spend it in a week. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. All right. New vehicle. Yeah. Probably a truck. Trucks are cool. Yeah. You can haul stuff. People yeah. call you to help them move, but it's all right. Yeah. yeah. Um, new camper. Because I'm tired mm-hmm. of working on this one. I, mm-hmm. I love you, girl, but... I'm done. Okay. And then uh, (laughs) number three is I really, really would give some back to my parents Uh because they did help through college that Mm -hmm. one year that I did. And they, you know, even starting out, like when we got our first house and when we were renting our first house, they were helping furnish it in ways and they've always been so generous. So I'd give back even though they wouldn't accept it. It'd be, it'd be those three things. I'd get that out of the way. I'd totally do the like spend thing right off the bat. And then right. and then I'd put money away. Some some investing. But then as far as more fun things, I would do mm-hmm. I'll get a new computer mm-hmm. and a new guitar because mm-hmm. why not? And I would get another new guitar. And then <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd buy like a case of whiskey. And I'd uh-huh. ration it out, and oh wait, oh wait, I forgot my son. Hang on, and then I'd give. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. You can put that in the investing okay. column. You did yeah, something. That's what I. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, I would I'm probably sure. get him some like cool stuff, like his first bike. It would be tricked out, you know. Yeah. But but I want. I would want to give. You know, this sounds like the the uh, uh, Miss America thing, but I want to be able to. I would want to share it. I don't yeah. know that if I actually had it, that I would do that. 
Yeah. But right now, sitting right here, I'm like, oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to just keep it all myself, you know. But right. But then, right, I, right. and then it's that conversation, I'm like a million dollars isn't that much money. No. Oh, so you start like doing this, and mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I was really honest there, but you go ahead. That's okay. That's good. If I was in the situation <laughs> where someone gave me a million dollars and I had to spend it all, um, spend it all, not invest or do anything responsible with it. I think my plan would be to buy a house. Uh, even though that's somewhat responsible, I'd probably be a little bit irresponsible in the house that I bought and bought some, buy something pretty nice. And I, okay, I'm I'm going to lay this out in two situations because I have two scenarios in my mind. Like what would I actually do if I had to get rid of it all in a week? And what would I actually do if I had to get rid of it all in a week? Uh, but like not take anything with me. Like I just had to spend it all, you know? So the response, the responsible route would look very similar to what you did, where I would, you know, give back a lot to my folks. Um, I agree with that. I would invest some, buy a house, um, that kind of thing. Um, the fun thing I would want to do is I have this like fantasy, and I promise this isn't gonna this isn't gonna get weird. Mm. I have this. Can you say it really low, like right up in the mic? <laughs> I have this fantasy. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> I have this like uh glor- glamorized or like romanticized is the right word. Romanticized idea of getting a private jet, not buying a private jet, but like Ubering a private jet on vacation with like 10 of my closest friends and like paying for everyone's vacation like somewhere dope, just like all expenses paid. Uh, private flight, yeah. all all that stuff. I I would definitely do that if I could. If I had mm. to blow a million dollars in a week, I would do it yeah. doing something like that. Yeah. There's something about that experience. Plus, you know, it'd be fun to just live like a baller for a week. You know. Yeah, just like you know, <laughs> these people that you go see at this resort, or they don't know you. They're just like oh, right. another American that just like another baller has all yeah. this fu money. <laughs> right. <laughs> and we're just <laughs> pretending like we have it all. <laughs> Yeah, I think that would be that would be the most fun part. You know, if if you were in a situation where you had just like this ridiculous situation where you just had to get rid of a million dollars, that would be the way to do it because you'd remember it forever, probably. And uh, yeah, it'd be uh, you'd be given back to some of your good friends. So that's how I look at it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Similar Vein Podcast. Let us know how you would spend a million dollars if you absolutely had to. Um, be sure to rate and subscribe if you haven't already and hit us up on Instagram and TikTok at similar vein podcast. And until next time we will see y'all. Yeah.